Welcome to Fairfax County's EnviroPod. I'm Scott Coco. This is the show where we talk about everything environment here in Fairfax County, and especially what the folks from our Department of Public Works and Environmental Services do to protect, maintain, repair, and improve our lives. One way they protect our lives is by managing the county's wastewater. Now, we've had a whole host of folks here like Stacy Smalls come in and talk to us about how we can safely manage what goes into the wastewater system from our homes. We've also talked about how DPWES works with industry to mitigate industrial high-risk runoff entering our stormwater systems. So today we are talking about how the county works with industry to manage how they mitigate risks to help protect our wastewater. I know, it's something that we don't usually talk about, and who knew this stuff goes on as a resident? And it's very comforting to know that it goes on. So today I'd like to welcome Pamela Ndagire to our show to talk about the industrial waste section of wastewater management. Hi, Pamela. How are you? Hi, Scott. I'm so glad to be here. Welcome to the show. Great, great. I'm Um, I'm so glad you said my name so perfectly. Oh, well, (laughs) I don't know about perfectly. It's very pretty. It's very pretty how how it's pronounced. Thank you so much. So please tell me about what you and your department does for the county. Absolutely. So my department is with Wastewater Management Program. It's called the Industrial Waste Section. And I am the point person of the fats, oils, and grease management of that industrial section part of wastewater management. Okay. And so... Um, mentioning the industrial part, what are the main goals and how does your department work with industry and businesses here in the county? Of course. As industrial waste section, we engage, inspect, regulate. Uh, we're just making sure that our users that are using the publicly, the public-owned uh, sewer system are not putting anything down the drain that's not supposed to be there, anything that would interfere with the treatment process or pass through to the environment is a no-no. And, I mean, we, we've talked about the fogs, the fast oil and greases a lot here on the show. Um, but as far as business and industry, what kind of businesses tend to be targeted for this? Um, and how how does the communication happen? How would they know that they have to go through some of these things that we're going to talk about today? Absolutely. That's a great question. And the first thing that I do with these businesses is actually introduce our team or introduce my program, the Fats, Oils, and Grease program, because honestly, for these businesses, especially like you asked, the food service industry, uh, the businesses do not know that there's actually an office that they can come talk to and engage and know exactly what is expected of them for uh, to, man- to properly manage their fats, oils, and grease. Do you find it's mostly restaurants that you're dealing with? What other businesses might this entail? Grocery stores. Um, We have um, even just the bigger hospitals because most of them have uh, several uh, areas that, you know, prepare food for their, uh, for their, you know, for their customers or even for their patients. What are your main things that you work with them to happen? I was reading up a little bit on this and we talked about pre-treatment. So um, tell me what the... uh, are some of the requirements that the businesses uh, have to follow, but also um, what are the mitigation effects? What, what are some of the things that the businesses have to do? 
Absolutely. Um, another great question, because most of them do not know what they're supposed to do. Uh, first of all, as long as you're preparing any food and you're handling anything to do with animal fats, cooking oil, butters, or anything like that, you should have what is called a grease management system. That would be something that you could put underneath the sink, or it can be, uh, depending on the uh, size of your operation, can be in ground, in the ground like a, a septic tank. Mm. What it does, it is literally something that just connects to your sink and takes any water that is coming from your dishwash water, which is the only one that's supposed to be going down into that tank. And that way it holds any kind of little bit of oil that might have just, you know, you know, because you can scrape off your plate or scrape off your plates, but you cannot take off every single bit with a soap. It cleans every single bit. And so it keeps the oil in one chamber and just allows just the water to continue to the sewer system. And this would be connected. You mentioned the dishwashing systems. What about prepping prep sinks and you know stuff like that? Absolutely. Most of the time, at least in my experience, these uh, grease traps or grease management systems are located right underneath a three compartment or compartment sink that you might have in your business. And so what it does is that the process is once you get all the dishes stacked, you have a dish. Um, uh, a bin, a trash bin right next to you. So you clean clean off all the scraps and all the solids off of it. And then now just you start to wash and only the water and the, you know, the suds and everything go down the drain. Of course, now the little bit of oil, very little bits, should be able to connect, collect into the, the, the trap over time and be able just to keep that in there and then lead the water through. So, of course, when you talk about how do they manage it, they are... You know, they depending on how often they're using it or the size of their operation, have a frequency that they talk about. They could be cleaning it themselves, but it's preferably something that they should be doing to properly maintain their business and also to take care of their investment. Uh, does this also include, I know there are some kitchens that might have, in case there's spillage or you know, they have industrial mops and they're cleaning the floor or whatever. If there's flooding, there's a a drain in the middle of, you know, um, where the, you know, if there is any flooding or water or anything, that it can go actually through the floor. Is that stuff, does that get managed? Like if there's a, someone spills a, a fryer or something like that, does that also collect that material? Absolutely, it does. And we hope that it doesn't have to um, end on the floor. We hope that just what's coming off the floor is connected to the drain that's connected to your sewer system. But then anything that um, maybe if you have a fryer, we're hoping that you're actually collecting that oil and you have what is called a grease bin. So with a grease bin, you're able to just empty it in there that a, a contractor comes in and takes that for you for recycling and reuse. But in the meantime, Anything, that, of course, that you collect on there. We even talk to most uh, business owners, and we say it's all about education. It's all about knowing. So we, are, um, we talk to them about putting signage up for uh, staff in every single uh, dialect so they're able to just remind them. Because sometimes you just get in the form yeah, of just doing point, things done. Point. Yeah, so they are able to just remember, hey, let me actually sweep through make sure all, every single thing is gone, and then wash off. And then we also put into um, preventative measures that will kind of protect if, if there's a spill, what will catch the spill before it gets into your natural sewer. Hmm. That, that's fascinating. Um, so what are some of the equipment? And you've mentioned a couple of them, but let, let's just talk about some of the pieces of that equipment that um, – these restaurants or kitchens or, you know, food 
prep areas, um, what is required of them? They are required as long as they uh, prepare food and they are utilizing any of these animal fats, grease, or cooking oil. Might You can't even tell me it might as, be as light as what. Anything has some kind of um, residue to it. They're required to have a grease trap for underneath the sink if it's a smaller operation all the way up to, and they can size it up for you. But according to us as industrial waste section, we actually handle uh, with our, our land development services, we actually look at the reviews and um, plans for um, grease, grease management systems that are coming up. So we're able to see that it will suit the operation and will suit the size of the um, you know clientele and how much you handle. But what it, it's supposed to do is be able to assist you run your business smoothly and not have any effects that will bring extra costs that you don't need. Okay, and you actually answered my, my next question was about, um, so d- your department works directly with land development services as these new businesses are coming online um, and going through, you know, whether it's the um, registering their new business in the county and they're planning their facilities and stuff like that. So they're working with land development services to get their business set up, and then they're connected to you on how they're going to manage their wastewater. Absolutely. We are a great network of different departments that work together, from health department being able to register um, and inspect, because they have a lot of contact with these um, food service establishments. Mm -hmm. So when they are looking through everything that they have, it happens to be one of the checkboxes that they check off. So even for us to feed our data on exactly what, uh, how many uh, um, food service establishments we have to see, we actually feed off of our, our sister department in the health department to get that information and be able to map it out and, you know, plan for our operations and anything that we need to do. But then now, once you have it, what then? You have to now come to us and we, you know, engage with you and educate you about how, what's, what, how will it benefit you to look after it well because it's only going to work well for you if you actually, you just don't put it there and just forget about it. Right, right. Um, so do you go in and inspect places or setting, set them up as new places or um, uh, places that have been operating for a while? You go back and, and inspect, and how does that work? So as the uh, point person for the fats, oils, and grease management, I do inspect. I inspect and I engage and I educate and I also will regulate. So I do go in and I introduce ourselves because sometimes these uh, establishments are coming up by the day. So our program has been on and off because of all the things that keep coming, you know, coming through with wastewater management. But we introduce ourselves so just so they can know we're here. And then we go ahead and just look at, do you have it? Some of them don't even know it's there. So they look at it and you tell them that's, that's the one. Let's go ahead and open it up. They have to open it up themselves. When they open it up, we can actually tell, okay, you are, you know, you, you're cognizant about what you're doing. And you, that means you open it often. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about how it's looking how it's working for you, if anything that we see. We just tweak, you know, we just talk a little bit about how to do better or even just commend you on how you're doing well. That's it. Uh, I imagine there's a lot of places that fall through the cracks that you have to go and find, um, especially as in the last few years um, with high turnover. Absolutely. And so as... as uh, Ownership changes hands or, um, you know, someone has a, a lease and their lease goes and then the new people come in and they just assume something was there. Um, 
or, or even I wonder if places like um, uh, a community hall, like uh, Knights of Columbus or the Elks Lodge, you know, you know, something like that that may not every day have businesses, but they have weddings and they have uh, other food prep and stuff like that where they're not doing it on a daily basis. Maybe it's just, you know, Friday through Sunday they have events. Absolutely. You know, and they kind of fall through the cracks. Absolutely. And what is part of our process is that we uh, will map out and we'll look at every single thing that is fanning out through Fairfax County. And when we go get to a, uh, an area, we will comb through every single place. Hmm. We would rather actually come to you, introduce ourselves, and you tell us you don't have one. And we talk about what you do and how. And then maybe we might see, we might even see one outside. You might have just come up and maybe operated for six months and it's on the outdoors and you don't know that it's there. So we will go ahead and check it out inspected when we do a full inspection we are able to actually ascertain the current management of that system we're able to just look at um, things like we do ph monitoring the ph monitoring will tell us exactly how long the waste uh, water is sitting in your grease trap or grease interceptor and pretty much tell you if it's too long if it's getting acidic our requirement as fairfax county is that the ph sits at at least five and above if it goes five and below, it's acidic. That way it's now starting to eat away at your system, and every single bit of it that's going into the sewer is affecting the sewer the same way. It's eating away at the, the sewer line. So we are able to actually introduce you to your system that way hmm. and tell you, okay, so now if you're not using it, in most cases, some, some of them will even switch to a greasiness, a recycling system. And they'll be like, I thought when I do, when as long as I cook with the oil, I pour it in the recycler, Everything is fine. But then you're washing dishes. When you wash dishes, anything that you wash off is still going through that system. So we give them a chance to actually do better. And I think it's all about not knowing. Once they know, I know humanity always does better when they know. So tell me, as a little girl, this is exactly what you saw yourself doing growing up. How, how, how do you come into this line of work? I, I, I talk to everybody about it, and that's what's great about you know, whether you're a forester or working, you know, with Clean Fairfax or whether you're in glass recycling or, you know, however, everyone has a different story. How did you come to get this position? Absolutely. I have a background in environmental engineering and about 11 years experience in just wastewater management. So I have been able to um, look at wastewater management in four different countries and see that it doesn't matter wow. your financial ability. As long as you know, there is always a way to formulate a plan to do better and to protect the environment around you. So, What countries? Um, I have worked um, originally, of course, I started here because that's where I went for college. And then I returned to East Africa and I worked in Rwanda. In Rwanda, what I did was work with the United uh, Nations Environmental Program and just map out ecological hotspots of the country. And then, um, lucky for me, I was um, somebody headhunted me from Rwanda and took me over to Uganda, which is actually my home country. Wow. So it was to my benefit to be closer to family. And there I was able to work through um, areas that don't even have a wastewater management system and talk about just things like how to manage your septic tank system, how to be able to uh, connect your business or your, your residence to the, uh, the national sewer line. So it was starting from the ground root of talking to people in a way that they understand using local dialect, using lay 
untechnical language and just show them why it's even beneficial to have a toilet. So it 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 was all those things. And then lo and behold, I actually met my husband while I was working there and he is based in Fairfax. <laughs> so it was full circle round, wow. came back to the US and I applied to the Fairfax County and I was lucky enough to get a, a position and I have just always had this passion to make sure that I know that no matter what kind of ability we have or economic status where you are, there's always a way to actually do better for and protect your environment around you. I can imagine there's a lot of folks, because most people think, goes down the drain, goes down the sewer, you know, and they forget about it. It goes into a trash can or a bag, and someone takes it, and that then it's just erased from their, their mind. And... Um, it, we probably have a lot of fine details of things that we are doing in this county, but I imagine in East Africa, when you're setting up new systems or teaching people about why they need the systems, it, it's got to be very rewarding when they understand and can see the results of, of your work. Absolutely, because every single person deserves uh, to, be, to live a healthy, good quality of life. It doesn't matter what your circumstance is. And from talking to businesses to telling them that this is how you, you actually protect your investment. You put a lot of money into your business. And it's, it's, it's a simple thing like putting up a sign and talking to your employees. We're available to even talk to your employees and teach them and tell them the effects of um, not putting anything. Because sometimes you just get into the groove of things. Even mm -hmm. if you're in your own kitchen, you cook and you just you want to be done. So it's 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 as simple as having a can sitting on your counter where you just put all your oil waste. I've listened to great um, experts like you know Kristen McCoy on your show that said all you have to do is when you're bringing your oil waste, I mean your paint waste and everything to the hazardous waste right. center, all you have to do is just carry that same can and give it to us. So it's simple little things, but even if it's you don't have a can and you don't want to leave anything out, you can just use a paper towel soak it up and put it into the trash. Hmm. And the the rewards of actually protecting your investment, whether it's your home, whether it's your business, and not having to have that grease collect and block your um, your sore from there you running. Go. Now let's go there again. And just, we, we talk about a lot and we have, you know, the 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 characters on, on uh, you know, posters that go out, these, you know, funny-looking guys are uh, the FOGs. And so um, tell me, and I, and I imagine in the industrial part might even be more uh, uh, dangerous to the system than someone that's got their bacon grease that goes down. What is the dangers of fats, oils, and greases getting into the wastewater system? Would you imagine that fats, oils, and grease is the absolute number one enemy of the sewer system? Hmm. The number one enemy. Because the... Not turtle, not mutant ninja turtles. Not, no. not, okay. not, not, not teenage mutant. Sure. No. Can you imagine <laughs> that just a simple thing as putting down, a, you know, waste um, butter or some oil butter that you just finished using to, you know, fry up your bacon can actually not only... Over time, imagine all the Sundays that you're making your delicious bacon. All of a sudden, 
block your uh, your pipe, your sewer system that's trying to leave your, your property to the county sewer. And the next thing you know, that water that should be going by gravity to the sewer and go to our treatment plant is coming right back into your home. And now you have to handle things like, you know, uh, plumbing issues, you know, damage and any kind of repairs that need to be done. Um, low, imagine if you had actually broken the actual sewer system, mm -hmm. which is actually happening more than we, we even want to admit. We are seeing this every single day where I do not want any person or any business to have to be given a bill or a, a charge due to, um, you know, a broken pipe or collapsed sewer line, which is actually happening. And then what it, also what it does to the environment when that happens and people get sick and animals and, and, uh, and uh, uh, vegetation and water, it goes into the stormwater, whatever, it, that's going to cause major problems. Also. Absolutely. Even just the simplest thing like our, our departments like waste, col waste, waste uh, collections department, wastewater collections department is on schedule to clean the, the, the sewer line. And the more, the, the more frequency or the closer the frequency that shows a sign that that area is really in trouble. Mm -hmm. And that those are extra costs to the, you know, to Fairfax County, to, you know, to the residents that should not be happening as long as we just do every single little bit of our, you know, our part. Where can businesses um, and residents get more information about your program? Absolutely. We are on the um, DPWES website. All you have to do is just hit wastewater management program and we'll take you right through. You can go right through to industrial waste section. Um, even it's as simple as we're uh, we are actually sitting at the Norman Cole Lawrence Center. Mm -hmm. So you can call our number, which is 703-550-9740 and just go to the prompt and press four and leave us a message and just say, I need help. If you are unfortunately needing um, help in the in the and as a result of an overflow or a backup, then you can call our Trouble Response uh, Center. That's open 24-7, 365 days, seven days a week. Night or day, we are available to actually come and see. And it's best for you to call that number, 703-323-1211, and be able to tell us so we can actually come out. Our team uh, from um, that Wastewater Collections can actually come out and make sure that it's not the sewer that's causing mm -hmm. your, um, your, your, you know, sewer overflow or backup. So we are available. We are, even if you actually just go on the Fairfax County website and just go through to uh, DPWS, you will be able to see a, uh, the FOG program on there, the Fats, Oils, and Grease program, and be able to ask um, questions, um, any questions that you cannot find on there. I am always ready to talk to somebody anytime. Well, that's great. And so in the first set of numbers... That was more of preventative, and to learn about the program or to get businesses involved, the second set of numbers is more if there's an, uh, an emergent problem that needs to be taken care of. Absolutely. And um, we always hope that it's not doesn't come to that for anybody, but for businesses, especially now that we are trying to get back to normal, we're trying to, you know, pick up what we did not get last year and we're mm -hmm. trying to work. That is actually almost seeming like it's on over, you know, on overdrive. Now, everybody wants to eat out. Everybody wants to, you know, to go and vac do vacation Gotta stuff. Make so, up for lost time. Ex exactly. <laughs> so we want to make sure that on top of getting back to normal, I don't want a business to have to close again only because, you know, as first thing that you got back into was, you know, air out the restaurant and make sure that, you know, tables are, are, are undusted and everything. Mm -hmm. 
next thing should be looking at your grease management system. And on those words, we're going to wrap it up. This is very fascinating. I, you know, sometimes our good friend Irene sets us up with all the uh, the, the topics, and, and you look at it, and you're not quite sure what it's going to be, and this turned out to be incredibly interesting. Thank you very much for what you do, and thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So that's it for this episode of Fairfax County's EnviroPod. Um, again, thank you, Pamela, for joining us. And if you want to hear more, you can find us at www.fairfaxcounty.gov podcast. And, of course, all the information on the DPWES website where there are a lot more information and data. Um, and you can always find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, the Fairfax County website, any podcast player. You can find us out there. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or an idea for a topic to be dis- discussed on EnviroPod, uh, you can email swpdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov or call 703-324-5821. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, thanks, Irene, for setting all this up. Uh, that's it for this episode of EnviroPod. I'm Scott Coco.